0: Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. Got one of our writers here, Harrison Bruns, who covers the Orioles for us and a lot of good stuff throughout the season on this team. And when it comes to who's better, they're certainly better this year. Looking like the team from the second half last year, if not uh, even better this season. When we kind of look at this roster, I I think – what you know about them is this, this young core of hitters that has kind of come together and it's a great bullpen. The question has been the rotation and I've had a theory that this is a team is an ace away. That's what I asked you to write about. When you look at the areas that we know about, like, like the, the offense and the bullpen, is there any question in your mind that this is a team that could not only make the playoffs, but make a
1: deep run when they get there? I think so. I, I, uh, I wrote a piece back when the season had – we were maybe three weeks in and about how the Orioles really had their bullpen to thank for yeah. getting off to as hot of a start as they did, and they did. It was – the the bullpen was lights out. It's regressed a little, so you, they're pro- they probably regressed back to the mean a bit, um, but this was at a point where Yenier Cano hadn't given up a hit yet, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> and he, he had he'd thrown like nine innings and hadn't given up a hit yet. And, uh, Felix Batista was looked like Felix Batista, but then you had, you know, Mike Bauman with a sub three ERA, um, Danny Colom with a sub three ERA, Brian Baker looked like he would, could be a closer on most teams. And, <laughs> and like I said, they've regressed a little, but the bullpen is still very, very good. Uh, and I absolutely think could make a deep run in the postseason, and then the offense, uh, has been great, even with the loss of Cedric Mullins. I wasn't a big fan of the Aaron Hicks signing, but you know what? It's working. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's raking, and so you know what? I can I can live with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and my apologies to Michael Elias for for doubting him. Yeah,
0: and, and you know you got Gunner has been really hot uh, since May, which we're going to have you write about uh, later this month as well. And of course you got Adley, and you know, it, it's such a fun team. But the question. Coming back to the offseason, we were always like, why didn't they grab some more pitching? Why didn't they sign? I mean, imagine now if they had Evaldi, like, you know, he was right there for the taking and and the Rangers swooped him up. You know, there there were so many different guys, you know, Michael Waka even. I mean, imagine they had him in this rotation. But they've gotten by kind of. How have they gotten by up to this point of the season where they, they got this good record without any, you know, guy that you would call kind of a top flight, you know, frontline starting pitcher?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a lot of, one, the offense, and then, two, I think that one thing this team has done really well is play team baseball. They complemented each other very nicely, and it feels like when they have starters who have rough outings, like I mean, we talked about it, Dean Kramer has a, what, era over four and a half and he's got seven wins um <laughs> yes. and so when he's having an off night and gets kind of lit up the offense fights back and they can they they can win games 10 to 8 when a starter has a rough night they can win games three to one when you know they get a really good outing from somebody like tyler wells or even kyle gibson has been uh better than expected uh, and so they they really can beat you a lot of ways. And um we talked about how good the bullpen is, right? And so when you have a starter who goes four innings, gets kind of lit up, you know, five earned in four innings, they can hand hand it over to a really like, you know, a competent bullpen where they've got guys who can come in and get out and and keep them in games when a starter gets hit really hard early. And then, like I said, they've got the firepower on offense to fight back even without Cedric Mullins.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you it, it's one of those, those, you know, kind of puzzling teams when you look at starter by starter. But then you mentioned, you know, you got seven wins from Kramer, you got eight from Gibson. All the jokes this year coming in about Kyle Gibson being the opening day starter. And look, if he gives you this all year, I mean, you, you look at the stats, you know, he's striking out less than seven per nine, but he's not giving up home runs, less than no. one per nine. So if that, if that holds up, just keep the ball in the yard. If they're hitting missiles, hit them at our
1: fielders and we're okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. And that, that's, that's the crazy thing is he, he isn't giving up home runs. He also, if I'm not mistaken, isn't walking a ton of dudes either. So like he's, he's not giving up free passes, which is great. Right. Like walks are going to hurt you. It's just free base runners. Um, and, and he's keeping the ball in the yard. And so if, if what he has right now, if he ends the season with the same stat line, I would be ecstatic. Yeah, because My my biggest thing with him was like, if you look at his, you know, baseball reference page or what have you, like he has more seasons with an ERA. If I'm not mistaken, he has more seasons with an ERA over five than he does under five. And so, <laughs> and so I was a little skeptical As about bringing have. him in, but if, if he's going to pitch like this, I'm all for it. I'm looking at, uh, let's see, one, two, three,
0: four. Five seasons with the ERA over five, one, two, three, four, five. Under five, one of them was a four point eight four. This year would tip the scale for him to, to the other side yeah. there. No. <laughs> But it's look, it, you know, Kyle Gibson's got a you know career four point four nine ERA. He is you know, like your prototypical fifth starter. And I think mm-hmm. the the issue with this team it is it comes down to like the regular season. I feel like they could keep this team as is and yep. make the playoffs mm-hmm, absolutely but you know assuming the rays are going to hold on to this division you're going to be in a wild card round you're gonna have three games to win a series and mm-hmm. you know if you go up against you know toronto and they could throw out there you know if it's bassett and uh you know obviously gossman and i don't know who mm-hmm. the third guy is but Barrios Bur- maybe it's probably looking better than what you know the the Orioles have i, I think the one player i want to say that you might feel good about handing that ball to is tyler wells what have you seen yeah. from him because it seems like he actually might have be a guy that has some real staying power here
1: oh yeah i he's been lights out enough like he was he was fine last year right like he wasn't he wasn't bad he wasn't necessarily good uh but he, he was fine and then this year he comes in I don't know if he came in with something to prove you know he felt like he had a chip on his shoulder or maybe he saw a rotation with without a lot of guys in it right and he was like you know this could this could be mine and you know he has the 23rd best ERA in baseball among qualified pitchers right he's got a 324 ERA and he like I said, lowest whip in baseball, like he's not, he does not walk dudes and that and the strikeouts are up. Yeah. Right. Like he, he wasn't striking out a lot of dudes last year. This year he's, I, the amount of starts I've seen where he goes seven innings and K's nine, like he's getting, he's getting, he's doing that more often than not. And, And, and that's huge. And like, he is the one dude, I would be comfortable handing the ball to like game one of a playoff series, because when he is at his best, I think the Orioles, the Orioles can beat anybody in, in baseball when he's, when he's on and yeah. lucky for them. He's been on almost every night this year.
0: And they need every bit of it. And I, I think when you're looking at, you know, the the up playoff rotation, I mean, the question is, you know, if he's, you know, the, the idea would be to push him to start game two or three, ideally, you know, it, yes. to find those other answers. So, yes. you know, on the roster before I want to talk about some trade candidates in a minute here, but, I think the the big kind of elephant in the room, well, there's two of them. There's one, the guy you traded for, Cole Irvin, and the other one is the guy that I think this offseason we all expected, well, I guess he's going to be the ace, and that's G-Rod. Those two guys up and down AAA in the big leagues this year, can either of them in the second half kind of find their footing to the point where they would be one of the guys that would grab that ball?
1: I, I really don't. No, because with G-Rod, it is, and and this is the most complicated thing with G Rod, right? Is you send him back to Norfolk, and obviously he has some things to work on, like right, his his starts in the major showed that. But it's I, I just kind of question how much being in Norfolk is gonna help. When he goes out, he needs, you know, in his first two starts, he looked great, right? Back in Norfolk. And it's like, man, we call this kid up tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's you know, he goes back to Norfolk and he's gonna throw six innings, K like nine dudes, maybe, maybe he struggles with the walks um again. Uh and then, you know, he's gonna look at himself like one earned run and it's like, oh man, that was a great start. Yeah. And <laughs> and and for whatever reason, what whatever he's doing isn't working in the majors. And so I I hope that you know, he's got people in his ear, you know, and people helping him that to get to where he can be you know and and so with G-Rod, I think it really is a question of um I mean I I think it was mentioned um on the Just Baseball show right is issues with tunneling uh and and really getting like you know always his, his slider looks like a slider out of the hand and like every like they know when a fastball is coming and and his changeup looks like a changeup and there's no real disguising of his pitches and so if he can get past that then I think he he will find his way back into the rotation Um, the real question is like when, and, and if, and if Cole Irvin looks good, which, like I said, he, you know, I think six innings, one earned against the Royals the other day and his first start back, like if he continues to look like that guy in Oakland, where he's an ERA right around four, throwing a lot of innings, which is great because, you know, the more bullpen, the more rest that bullpen has, the better, right. The more sharp, the sharper they're going to be when they come out. And so I don't know if Cole Irvin's the guy you necessarily hand the ball to in a, in a, in a, in a playoff series. Like, I don't know if he's that guy. Like he's great in the regular season, right? Like he, everybody needs a dude who's going to eat a lot of innings and can be right around like a 40 RA. That's great. Uh, but I don't know if he's a dude I expect to come out and like shove in a postseason game. And,
0: and that's the thing for me. It's like they have a lot of these guys and, and and to get through the regular season, honestly, that alone, probably an accomplishment for the Orioles, you know, mm-hmm. maybe for them this year, maybe it's, you know, l- let G-Rod develop, um, take yes. the guys that, that you have that are, that are going to give you, you know, five six innings, and and sometimes they'll get blown up. But other times they're going to work out for you, and you're going to make the playoffs. And it's a great kind of building block to next season. It's not this clearly isn't a team that's World Series or bust, but yeah, they're also a team that I could see getting hot as far as the position players they have in the bullpen they have. Where you know, in, in a wild card round, get that bullpen a lead twice, all of a sudden you're in the divisional round, and then you never yeah. know what can happen. So mm-hmm. to me, this is a team that I love to see make that swing. And trade for someone at the deadline. The question is, who is that guy? And there's a couple names that come up. You have the rental, which would be Marcus Stroman. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have Erod, who also could be uh, a rental. Eduardo Rodriguez, who he has an opt-out. And then you have Shane Bieber. To me, Shane Bieber is interesting because you'd get him for more than one run. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that might be the guy that, they should target to come in. You get him for more than run, run hell. You might be able to extend him the way the Mariners did with, with Luis Castillo mm-hmm. and he could be your ace for the next five years, potentially. Yeah. How do you think
1: about that fit? I think that I think Bieber is the move that to me makes the most sense. Just like logically when I, think about it um, from, from all aspects, right. One, like you said, Bieber has more than one year of control. So this is a guy that's going to, that can slot back into the rotation next year. Um, And, you know, maybe even it could, you know, one thing that G rod doesn't have is a veteran pitcher. Who's done it before. There is, There there is not that on the Orioles right now. And so if anything like that could, that could benefit G rod in, in more than one, more than one sense. And then on top of that, Cleveland's a team that I think the Orioles, can work with, right? Like this is a deal that could potentially help both teams this year, right? Um, I love the Twins. They're they're my second team, but they, and I've been incredibly disappointed with with them not being able to, you know, take a step forward. And really they had many opportunities to just run away with this division and haven't. And so Cleveland's hanging around and they really think, you know, man, like an offensive boost could really like push us over the top. Baltimore's got dudes that could play that could slot into Cleveland's lineup tomorrow, Yeah. right? Yeah. You, like a guy like Connor Norby could play second base for Cleveland tomorrow. Um, Jordan Westberg, Joey Ortiz, now, obviously, like the Orioles are going to want to hang on to a lot of these guys. Um, but even if they if they want outfield help, Hudson Haskins has been raking in AAA. Like he's, yeah. he's striking out a lot, but he's <laughs> he's hitting the ball really hard, um, getting on base, um, and for a while, like he was he was playing better than Colton Kowser was for a while in Norfolk, and obviously Cowser looks otherworldly right now but <laughs> um like you have you like the Orioles have dudes in Norfolk that could play in Cleveland tomorrow and give them a boost offensively and so if Cleveland feels confident in their pitching and they're like man I like we could maybe take this division without Shane beaver and let the young guys you know run out there and just run out a younger rotation and they're really you know hungry for some offense it, it's a deal that could work both ways and so I I do think he's the guy that makes the most sense
0: it, it honestly, is a great fit and uh, you know I think it you know, that that's kind of interesting to think about the, the Guardians and where they are where they they could trade their ace, they had the pitching to absorb it. And yeah, you know, I think that would actually be the type of package that they would want. I, I think it's I, I don't think that they want to trade Shane Bieber and get guys that are years and years away. Mm-hmm. um you know if you have a couple guys you can plug right into the lineup for a team that is really struggling for offense. You're right. This is a move that could could make sense for both teams. You know what? They might meet in the wild card round. That'd be the funniest part about it. So yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's it's Shane Bieber pitching against his former team, going up <laughs> against Tristan McKenzie. But I, I like that move a lot, and we'll see what what the Orioles do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a great story this season. They they've they've found a way to to so far be better than the Blue Jays and the Yankees, which I don't think any of us necessarily knew going in. Um, and I think they're a move away. So hopefully they make that move because in years past, uh, this is a team. When's the last time that they, they, like, what did they do with the deadline last year? Because I guess, were they in the mix last year at the deadline or is that more after the deadline that they kind of took off? I, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying. I don't, they
1: weren't really. <clears throat> They, they they like they were kind of far off to the point where most people had kind of like discounted them. It was like oh like yeah. It was like an
0: August team, right? Like a team that had like a great August.
1: Yeah, and it was. I mean, obviously, it was all sparked by like calling up Adley. They were yeah, well below five hundred, and then they call Adley up, and you know they <laughs> they they were. I, I think probably 10 or 15 games above 500 after calling up Adley, yeah. um, you know, through the rest of the season. And so, so they really were a team that kind of came on late, but they were so far out of it from the beginning that I think it was just kind of like, ah, they're like, they can't do that. And then obviously getting that hot after calling up Adley, put them in the mix for a minute.
0: Yeah. And look, we'll see this year. Now this is year two of Adley. Uh, you're you yeah. sure winner to contend. This is the time to push some chips in and make a trade. We'll see if the Orioles do it. Uh, that's going to be all for this edition of Who's Better Baseball. Thank you to Harrison for joining me. Make sure you check out all the written content we got coming your way on the Orioles and all the other teams in baseball at JustBaseball.com.